Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 34. Brooke Legg, co-founder of Healing Choices Ministry, on combining her faith with her diet, overcoming food addiction, and becoming the woman she was meant to be. When it's dinner time, I got something you should try. It's crunchy, green, and yummy, and it's about to blow your mind. It's low on calories, and it looks like many trees. When you're having dinner with me, Broccoli. I am your host, Dr. Yami Kazorla Lancaster, board certified pediatrician, certified food for life cooking and nutrition instructor, certified well coach, and passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, behavior change, and motivation so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you keep coming back as a regular listener. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome back to Veggie Doctor Radio. It's been a fantastic week. The weather here is beyond amazing. I've just been so giddy with happiness and just really smiling from ear to ear. I really, really loved this interview with Brooke Legg. Brooke has just been plant-based for a few months and within one month of starting to eat a plant-based diet, She and her husband co-founded a ministry, and I just thought that this was so interesting, and I can't wait for you to hear more about it. She is just adorable. She is kind. She is honest, and I think you're going to find this interview very refreshing. Brooke is the co-founder of Healing Choices Ministry, a plant-based eating ministry that exists to educate, connect, and help people transition to plant-based eating. Brooke has been in successful recovery from a variety of eating disorders for over 18 years. She is the mom of five wonderful biological children and two amazing grown stepdaughters, and she is also a homeschool mom. She has also authored a 30-day devotional book called The Healing Rhythms of Home for Homeschool Moms. She is an avid researcher, loves to make things with her hands, and writes worship lyrics and psalms. But before we go on to my interview with Brooke, I want to thank our sponsor, Health IQ. Health IQ is a life insurance agency for health conscious individuals. They help you save money on your life insurance for living a healthy lifestyle, which you do already. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com forward slash veggie doctor. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-I-Q.com forward slash veggie doctor and use the promo code veggie doctor. Okay, guys, now on to this interview. Welcome back to Veggie Doctor Radio, everybody. I am just so excited to have with me today Brooke Legg, who is the co-founder of Healing Choices Ministry. She found me, actually, and told me a little bit about her story, and I was just thrilled that she reached out because I asked her immediately if she wanted to be on the podcast. So Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Happy to be here. It's great. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, Brooke, I want to just go ahead and launch right in. Tell me about your plant-based journey. How long have you been plant-based and what has it meant in your life? Um, Well, my plant-based journey, as far as learning, started about two years ago um, when I first watched, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, Uh, Forks Over Knives. There we go. Forks Over Knives. And um, I know a lot of people started with Forks Over Knives. Um, It just really opened my mind to, you know, 
the things that are out there for us that we need to be doing to, to help our bodies and to, um, you know, so I watched it a couple years ago and I was like, oh, this is great information. But I was having babies, having tiny, you know, kids running around. It was just really hard to even think about integrating that into our family. So I just always love to study nutrition. So I kind of tucked that in there with all the other information that was there. And about three months ago, um, and so I'm a ministry as a baby still right now, but about three months ago, I watched it again and something just clicked. It was like, this has to happen now. This has to happen now. My husband and I are, you know, we've been married 18 years and we're a little bit over 10 years apart. And, you know, I thought I need to take care of my husband. He's a little bit older than me and, you know, I'm 40 now. And if we don't start immediately, you know, he has a high stress job. I'm a stay at home with five kids homeschooling. You know, we both have high stress in different ways and we need to really make better choices. And so after watching it the second time, it was like this light bulb had gone off and this is what I was doing. I just totally revamped the kitchen and, and that was it. And healing choices began because of that um just desire to help other people um understand that they could do it too wow so you really are right there at the beginning and you jumped in with both feet so not only did you change your diet but you started a ministry to help other people as well so so tell me more about the healing what is it healing choices ministry how at what point did you start it and what led you to do that? I started it after about a month of plant-based. Um, it had to do with, you know, you see people in daily life at church, you know, um, our homeschool group, interacting with people through my husband's job. Um, people are hurting, you know, they're, they're suffering, they're on all these meds or they're, you know, pre-diabetic or whatever, you know, whatever the case. And then, you know, lots of friends who have kids with autism, ADHD, you know, other things that I just thought plant-based, you know, it may not be the answer to everybody's problems, but it sure helps a lot and it can um, help people make changes. So I wanted to do something that I could actually, you know, I wanted to have something that I could do to help others. And I, because it's always been kind of my heart to do, whether it's, whether I'm homeschooling or whatever, to help people. Um, and so I thought, well, I could either, I was going to do the course through eCornell and then my husband and I thought, you know, I've studied nutrition for years. Um, what could I do that would reach more people now? And so I thought if I started Healing Choices Ministry, it would be mostly a, a website. Um, I can connect people with resources through Healing Choices, if nothing else. And we invested a little bit of money and bought about, I think it was about 20 copies of um, What the Health and of um, Force Over Knives. And we've been giving those away here and there to people that we meet um, so that we can spread the message in that way. Wow, that's amazing. Have you had a good response so far? We really have. Um, we have, I would say, since since the website's been up um, about two months or a month or two, I can't remember exactly, but it's it's been, I've had, you know, I checked the visits and who visits and it seems like, we're getting a handful of visitors every day from random places. And then honestly, I think the most right now is just the people that my husband comes in contact through work or people at church uh, who are hurting, you know, um, different autoimmune, whatever, you know, there's a lady I'm talking to right now about autoimmune issues. And I think the response is going to grow. Um, I know it can't help but grow. But um, it just takes time. But I know that getting the word out there is, is a big part of that. So, oh, definitely, and and it will grow, especially since you've only you're only two months into it. And I think that this is a unique approach. So tell me, you know, it's it's grown out of your discovery, this light bulb that went off in your head about plant-based nutrition and how it can help you and your family. But you've combined this with faith as well. So how did you mix those two? Um, that, that's something I'm, I'm working on still. I, I want so badly in my own life to, to please the Lord. And, you know, I used to kind of look at people who were, you know, oh, our bodies are a temple. And I'd kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, yeah, they're a temple. But, you know, 
you don't have five kids and you're not trying to just get them fed, you know, and just, you know, so I'd look at other people that seemed to be like they had it all together and thought, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I know all this stuff about nutrition and I know about this, but it was nutrition from a different perspective. It wasn't from plant-based, but at the time, you know, that was all I knew. So, and I would think, but it was just, it felt like it was impossible to just get that connection in my own family because of the different, um, you know, different, um, things that kids like to eat and all kids are different and trying to get everybody on the same page. But, um, you know, I think just, just working through walking with God and just asking the Lord, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to be as a mom and a wife taking care of my family? I'm blessed to be a stay at home mom. Um, I don't take that lightly. You know, I, I, I like to do things other than just being a mom. You know, that's why I homeschool. That's why I, I'm doing the plant-based ministry. But um, I take it very seriously now. I think now that it's clicked in my own brain of, okay, this is something I can do. I just have to do it. And, and I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes I think people just have to get to a place in life. I know for me where either I was going to, you know, I had kind of gained some weight after my fifth child and never lost quite all the baby weight. And then I was kind of putting on two or three pounds here and there. And I was like, okay, it wasn't about weight, but I knew if I didn't become a better steward of this temple, my body that the Lord had given me, that I was going to have to face some of those harder choices in the near future, like possible meds or, you know, just a more difficult time with my own body. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that sort of <laughs> answered the question. Yeah. And even in the short time so far, have you seen positive changes in your health and your well-being since you've changed over to a plant-based diet? Absolutely. Um, when I started plant-based eating, I would say, I mean, we're still probably about 95%, you know, I mean, I don't, but as far as my own body, um, the first, I would say eight weeks, cause we've been three months now. Um, I lost 15 pounds. I mean, it was just like, it fell off and I couldn't do anything to lose it before that. Wow. I kept, you know, and yeah, I mean, I was, I was, our, I was getting into some bad habits as well, eating wise, not eating disordered habits, but, but things that I knew because of my past with eating disorders, I knew that if I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want it to become <laughs> disordered because of what I was allowing myself to do food wise. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think I just, it just was a perfect timing as far as change, you know? Well, what's the first thing that you started? I mean, I know this was like a light bulb moment and you're like, okay, we're starting right away. How did you do that? Yeah. Revamp the pantry. I, you know, I knew that if I brought it in the house, we were going to eat it. And that was like that I, across the board, I would tell anybody clean out your pantry. You know, it, it may cost a little bit more in the beginning, but get it cleaned out, get those basic things in there that, you know, are plant-based or, you know, as, as close to plant-based as you can be at this point, you, nobody has to do it perfectly. You know, and I think because the tendency for many people to be all or nothing, um, including myself, um, and that, that's something I think I've mellowed with a little bit over the years, but sometimes, you know, different things, it just depends. But get that pantry. That is a good all or nothing, you know, at least clean out that pantry. Don't be perfect, but try to get it replenished with things that are plant-based or as close to plant-based as you can get. Um, and I've noticed changes in my kids too, you know, especially one in particular, but I, that would be, I would say the biggest thing. That's great advice. And I agree a hundred percent. I love uh, chef AJ's quote. If it's in your house, it's in your mouth. Cause it's true. I mean, yeah. it's not, if it's when it finally calls to you and you go and you get it. So just starting fresh. And just like you said, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent, but if you have your house kind of like the Mecca, the safe place where you have yeah. what you know is all your healthy food. That's the place where you can relax and be free and, and just eat your food. 
And then you know that if you want those treats, if you want those every once in a while foods, you can get them outside of the house because there's plenty of opportunity all around us, you know, but you can feel safe and protected in your, your little home. And I think that that's a great approach to start out with. Yes. So you mentioned filling it with, you know, kind of those staples. What are the staples that you started with in order to get you started on your plant-based journey? Uh, we are very basic. I have never been known to be a chef, um, but I am finding the chef inside. <laughs> um, nice. But uh, never known to be a chef, but um, I would say, you know, rice and beans, things like that, um, you know, basic salads. We do a lot of spinach, greens, um, Red, a lot of red bell pepper, carrots. I went, we've gone through two pounds of carrots in three days with all of us. Wow. I'm just like, oh, I have to buy more carrots. So, <laughs> um, the pantry, we have a lot of um, cashews. You know, I use Thrive Market a lot to get stuff delivered for the things that don't have to be refrigerated. Um, so, cashews, I've found now that I've learned a little bit more about um, vegan baking and the different recipes, I'm finding a lot of neat products that I've never used before. And once I built that base up of the ingredients, that's helped me a lot to kind of like make more things. But I do buy a few things for the kids because they're constantly wanting a snack. And when you homeschool, they literally eat you out of house and home because they're here all day. We're here all day. And that's okay. Um, so I get simply, well, I think they are plant-based, but they probably got a couple little things in there that aren't perfect. But at least it's better than some things they could be eating. So, you know, we're not perfect. And that's the thing. Nobody... Nobody has to be, just make the better choices. That's wonderful. And I like how you mentioned Thrive Market because um, one of the next questions I'm going to ask you is how you do it because you have five kids at home, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so using things like that, like even Amazon.com has delivery of things, but Thrive is much better because they have a bigger selection of those more whole foods and plant-based foods. But in my town, even I live in a small town and the Fred Meyer, mm -hmm. which is the Kroger brand, you can order groceries on click list. And that is a really good way to save time and to save mm -hmm. money too, because whenever you order stuff online, it's, you're less likely to do impulse shopping because you're not walking up and down the aisles. And you're like, Ooh, that looks good. Ooh, that looks, you know, tasty. So that's a good way to save both time and money and get those products, especially the ones that, you know, you can get in bulk. So it'll last you a long time. But that brings me to my next question. Is it, have, have you found, I know that the transition can be more expensive because you're replacing some of those items that might last a long time, like some spices or things like nutritional yeast and those kinds of things. But have you found it to be more expensive to feed your family this way? I haven't. Um, I, I think for us, it's about the same. I do think it can be done cheaper. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. And I know if people just did rice and beans and just, you know, if they just didn't have the ability to get extra things, yes, it can for sure be done cheaper. You know, for us, it's about the same, though. Good. Well, that's good that it's not more expensive, though. I mean, that's a pro, because I think a lot of people have the feeling that it's going to be a lot more expensive. It's kind of like a myth that goes around, that if you eat a plant-based diet, it's actually going to be more expensive to eat healthier, but it's the opposite is usually yeah. true. So I'm glad that your experience has um, been, you know, similar to that as well. Oh, I was just going to say, it's funny how um, we were, I was talking to somebody about the, you know, affordability and someone else said, well, if it was more expensive, you know, oftentimes people are going to pay now or pay later in their health. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's really true. You know, it's true because the health problems that can from the standard American diet. Absolutely. And it's, it's difficult to, Use that as a motivator, though, because people um, yeah. don't like future pain doesn't motivate as much as present pain or present reward. So, you know, for some people, either they have to be in the pain or they have to have some kind of joy or reward that outweighs, you know, the painful future consequence. Um, so it's a little bit tricky yeah. whenever we try to get people to change their habits that way. But I completely agree. I mean, there's some people that pay thousands of dollars per month for medication only 
And that is, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. That's a big burden for some people. So that's a really, really great point. Well, tell me how it's been for your kids. You saw Forks Over Knives two times. You were convinced. Um, How old are your kids and how has it been for them during the transition? Well, the kids at home um, are, let's let's see, oldest, he's, let's see, 14, and then 11, 7, 5, and 3. So, um, they are troopers. I have been absolutely amazed. I think I I have convinced myself that kids really want to eat healthy. They really do. I, as part of our homeschooling, I had them watch Forks Over Knives with us. They've seen What the Health as well. And a couple of them, I think, have even seen Plant Pure Nation. And so I want them to see you know, this is why it's not just because mommy and daddy say so it's not just because, you know, this is what we're going to do. You know, they are old enough, maybe not the three-year-old, but even the five-year-old, they can look and see these people are hurting, you know, and then look, they ate, you know, plant-based foods and they got better. So it's simple. Even a child can understand it. And so, um, it's neat. Now, you know, it's kind of crazy when you see them in the carrots again after you just peel two pounds of carrots. But like I said, that's a small problem. And it's funny, they won't eat the carrots, even if they're organic, they won't eat the carrots that have been like the baby carrots in the bag. They're like, these are gross. <laughs> they want the ones that you buy that are like carrots you have to wash and, and uh, whatever, you know. So, um, they're funny, but um, they they want the fruit. They love the vegan desserts, which, you know, that keeps me in the kitchen a lot. But I love it. You know, it's been a blessing. And I get excited when they get excited. So that's cool. Well, that's a great observation. And I agree with you 100% because I teach kids cooking classes. And one thing that I found is exactly what you said. Kids have a desire. They have an innate desire to be healthy. And whenever we explain these things to them, it makes sense to them. It makes a hundred percent sense to them. They get it. Um, and I agree with your kids too, that the real, the real carrots, the big ones, they really do have a better flavor than the baby carrots. I get the baby carrots for convenience, but whenever you eat, especially the fresh (laughs) ones, oh my gosh, they're so yummy. So I'm, I'm really happy and and what a great problem to have that your kids are eating you out of house and home by eating all those plants, (laughs) huh? That's wonderful. What about the teenagers, the older ones? Is any, have they complained about missing some of the old foods or are they right on board with the younger ones? Well, the, the 10 and the 14, are you asking? Yes. The the, two the older oldest. ones, yeah, the oldest ones. No, they are, they're right on board. Well, I've got the two stepdaughters, but they're out of the house, and they already have babies, but that's why I was like, okay, which ones? Because that's seven total. Um, but the five at home, the two oldest, um, they are, they're just amazing. You know, I, my son, the, the very oldest, even when we go out, he eats plant-based. I tell the kids, get what you want, you know, because we only go out once a week, and a lot of times, you know, they'll get the chicken tenders and the fries and I'm just like, whatever, you know, I try not to let it be a big deal because I'm not going to, I don't, guilt doesn't motivate me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it shouldn't, shouldn't really be a motivator, especially for our children. So I allow them to get what they want because I want them to know they can choose. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, at home, that stuff isn't at home. So it's not even an option. (laughs) So they, they do fine. They, they, um, They have such a variety at home that, you know, it's like, you know, get your fruits and vegetables and there's some healthy chips and some things. So they have things that are similar to what they're used to anyway. So, And that was that you answered the question I was going to ask you is how you handle eating out. So I, I kind of, you know, I talk about that approach a lot, especially to families that feel resistant about labeling themselves or going a hundred percent is, you know, you stay at home, 100% plant-based, as much whole foods as possible, so that whenever you go out, you don't feel bad about just getting whatever you want, and then going into it with full acceptance. And I know that a lot of kids, especially if they transitioned older, this is a good approach that they don't feel restricted, and they get to practice being 
a person that makes their own individual decisions when it comes to food, which I think is good to have kids sort of practice that. So I, I really Absolutely. like that approach that you've taken. Thank you. Well, tell me about, you know, feeding. So right now you're feeding seven people at home. What is your go-to meal on busy nights? Um, go-to meal would be, for me, I would say the seeds of change rice. We do a lot of that. It's something that's simple. Um, we do, I do a lot of like the cashew cream from the engine two. Uh, I think it's from engine two or no, I, I think this one's not from engine two. This one's from plant-based you know, no meat athlete. Um, the cashew cream recipe. Um, do I, we do that on different things and you know, with pasta. Most of my kids love pasta. Um, what I try to do is say, because they can still be picky. Some of them might, two or three of them might like this thing, but two of them don't, but then the other two do like this thing. So I'll take it and say there's three things in the meal. They'll at least like a couple of the things. <laughs> That's how we work that out. Go-to meals are usually pasta or rice-based, lots of beans. Um, we do, I, I'm still learning, I, I do a, a kind of a Mexican lasagna that has, you know, onions and beans and peppers in it on the, the no-boil the no lasagna noodles. You just use, and they're lentil noodles, they have a lot more protein. Um, we use lots of sauce and bake that up. And I do a kid version because sometimes they would rather just have the cashew cream and the sauce. <laughs> so, so, um. That's usually the two. You're making me super hungry. Like seriously, my stomach is growling. Oh, that sounds so, so good. You had mentioned earlier on mm -hmm. that you saw some positive changes in your children. Do you want to comment about how, what changes have happened to them um, since you started eating plant-based? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, we're going to take a quick break here to hear a word from our sponsor, Health IQ. So, Health IQ is a life insurance agency that helps health conscious individuals save money on their life insurance. They use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious individuals, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers will save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance, and these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To learn more and get a free quote, visit healthiq.com forward slash veggie doctor and use the promo code veggie doctor today. And now back to our interview. You had mentioned earlier mm -hmm. on that you saw some positive changes in your children. Do you want to comment about how, what changes have happened to them um, since you started eating plant-based? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So the five-year-old, she is amazing. They're all just amazing in their own little way. Um, when she was two, um, and this is a whole nother ball of wax, she had a vaccine reaction. Um, and she was, um, the reaction came on six days after the vaccine. She had just gotten her words and was talking and she stopped talking except for mama, mama, mama for two months. And the doctors tem temporarily sort of diagnosed her with mono, but she had had a mild rash that would have gone with the MMR and varicella that she had. And, and with that, um, she, because they ended up diagnosing her temporarily with mono, they, they couldn't send it for the culture because the Air Force Base it was supposed to go to for the culture, they couldn't get it there because there was a snowstorm. So the, it never got cultured out. Well, I am a researcher. I love to research. I could do it all day long, but I have to homeschool. <laughs> so, but at the time when I researched um, vaccine reaction in this particular thing. And I was always one of those moms. I did, I did every vaccine because that's what the doctor said. I never questioned anything, you know, and that's fine. I, I love, I'm fine with vaccines. I'm, I'm just whatever the parents choose, you know? So 
anyway, she, she, um, I did the research and the research led me to uh, a study that was so that the monospot test, which is not reliable in children, and that rubella and varicella can sometimes cause positive mono. So I was convinced that she was having some sort of reaction to whatever was put into her body. And I was late already on, on these vaccines. She was supposed to have them at a year. So I thought, what if I'd had them at a year? You know, what would have happened to her? Well, eventually, her white count had gone up, you know, 22,000 or something like that. It was crazy. And eventually, she came out of it. But I, I, I think that, you know, she has struggled a lot with fear, you know, different types of you know, we, we got two dogs in December and she's been terrified of them. And she's always been the quiet one, you know, well, I got her off dairy. I got, I did, you know, she got, she's been plant-based pretty much since we have, and she's been almost completely off dairy for a month. And the child has come out of her shell. She is starting to come close to the dogs. She's walking with them. And this is all just in the last month. So, it's coincided with plant-based. So I think that it has unlocked some things in her. You know, she's never been autistic or anything like that. She's developmentally fine. It's just these little things that I notice. But her in particular, it's been a really neat thing to watch, you know? Wow, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, especially, um, you know, some of these things that can really be anxiety-provoking for parents, which some of some behaviors and developmental things. I mean, that can be a huge deal for, for kids and their families. So very good. Yeah. Anything else that you've noticed in any of the other kids? Um, I wouldn't say in particular. Um, no, I'm just happy that they like eating plant-based, that it's not constantly having to twist their arm. Hey, you have to eat your carrots or you have to eat your apples or whatever, you know, they yeah. enjoy it. So Awesome. All right. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your history of having an eating disorder. Can you tell me more about that and, you know, your struggles with that and how you were able to overcome it? Um, I was, you know, a chubby little girl and, you know, just wanted to fit in, you know, how that goes in school with kids sometimes. And so um, I found out back in the day, it was the tea factor diet you know, the fat free and all that in low fat. And so <clears throat> I decided I was going to figure out how to do that. And I figured it out. All right. Because <laughs> within about three months, I dropped from 145 to 95 pounds. Whoa. And this was all on my, yeah, it was very scary all on my own. And I, you know, I don't, I think I was probably reading different teen magazines and things like that at the time. And there wasn't a whole lot out there about eating disorders. So I don't know if I knew about anorexia and bulimia much. I knew a little bit, but not, you know, not a lot was out there like it is now. But I definitely was dipping into the anorexia and control. Um, and that was really scary. But I, I, I didn't want to stop because I liked how it felt. I liked how it felt, you know, the weight loss and the attention. And um, it was it was just a really interesting time because my, you know, my mom was going, you know, she was going through some difficult times. So I think, you know, for me, that control, you know, having that control um, over my life, over something in my life. And that, after that, um, it went from anorexia to bulimia because I found out about bulimia and I had starved myself for so long that, you know, I was hungry, but I was afraid to eat and afraid to gain weight. And so with eating disorders, I'm sure you know how the pendulum can swing, you know, back and forth. And prior to the anorexia, I had gotten overweight because I was a compulsive eater. Even as a young child, I didn't really know that's what I was doing. I would just go get the granola bars and eat four and because I wanted four, you know. <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of supervision around the food. So it was just, I got it. So um, I'd get home after school and eat 10 Oreo cookies and then go eat, you know, and drink a Coke and then go eat some ice cream after dinner. You know, it was just, no, there wasn't, I just got it, you know, and it was there in the house. And so that's what I did. So that was before the anorexia. But once the bulimia kicked in after the anorexia, it got really scary because with bulimia, I could see that 
compulsion to binge or to overeat, but it was binging. By that time, I had gotten into the true, you know, just thousands of calories binging and then the purging, you know, and so um, there was a lot of pendulum going on with the anorexia and bulimia from about 14 to 15. And then my mom went through a divorce um, between 15 and 16 when I was 15 or 16. And I had to leave the high school I was at, went to another high school and, um, you know, I was a cheerleader and all that stuff. So there was always that focus. And then at the new high school, I wasn't, but I was trying to get into gymnastics or do something there that kept me busy. But, you know, because we'd moved, it was me still trying to control these factors in my life and, you know, the body issues and whatnot. And so at the new high school, um, I slipped back into the anorexia and had gained weight a little bit with the bulimia. At the new high school, um, got back into the anorexia, got way, 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 way thin again. Um, and I, my brother had come for a visit and he's older than me. He had, he told my mom, he, I, I confessed to my brother, you know, what I was doing and he told my mom. And that was my first time that I went to treatment. Um, I went to Shades of Hope in Buffalo Gap, Texas, and went there for a week. And I learned a lot, you know, about how to help myself. We got some of the eating issues under control, but a week's not very long. So came back, did okay for a while. And then my senior year, it just blew up again. You know, the pendulum was just still going. Um, my senior year, the bulimia had gotten really bad, 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 bad. I left home um, when I was 17 and lived with my grandparents for a bit and was yet in another high school, you know, so it was like, I just, but I was so out of control inside and I didn't know how to stop it because food for me was the good girl drug. You know, I was a good girl. And so I didn't do these things that I felt were not, you know, I, I was too scared to do these other things, but this was, but it was just as bad. It was a substance. It was something I was abusing my body with. And so, um, I ended up from my grandparents living with my aunt, which was nearby and at my aunt's house, um, it really peaked. Um, I was coming home from this new high school I was at. Um, I'd let myself in, I would binge, I would purge. At one point I overflowed the bathtub and the, or the toilet and the bathroom um, they ended up, they couldn't even fix it in the house. They had to call like a plumber out or somebody, I don't know if it was the city or a plumber. I mean, it was so, I was so mortified, you know, to fix it from the street, from the outside because it, it was so bad. And it's, it's kind of terrible to talk about, but I think when we remember, you know, how bad things were, it helps us be grateful how, how things are, you know, and, um, I called my mom after that and I started abusing laxatives also at that time. So I knew, I knew enough about eating disorders that I knew I was at a point where if I didn't get control of this or somehow that I was going to die. And I called her and I said, mom, I just really need help. You know, I, I need to go back to, to treatment. So in the middle of my senior year <clears throat> at the new school, I went back to Shades of Hope and I was there inpatient for a month. And I was at the halfway house next door to transition living for another month. And um, after that, things have been much better. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's ups and downs. But, but as far as the eating disorder, you know, that, that hasn't, you know, been anything that I've struggled with since I was about 21. You know, I had a little bit of struggle after treatment, but it wasn't. It wasn't much because I had got, I'd gotten so equipped at treatment to deal with it um, and to overcome it um, that it, it just, you know, thankfully uh, I was able to overcome it. Wow. What a story. And I could just hear the pain that you went through and the struggle that you went through just like over and over. And I'm sure that you had moments where you're just like, I wish I could stop. I wish this would just stop and I could end this, but you just, you couldn't, you kept with those same behaviors and those patterns. So I'm glad that you reached yeah. out for help because who knows what would have happened if you didn't, if you didn't have the courage 
yeah. to reach out for help. It was a true addiction. And the types of foods I was binging on certainly weren't, you know, plant-based or healthy. I mean, they were the foods that, that propel that addictive, you know, tendency. So mm-hmm. what do you think was the most important thing in your recovery? I would definitely say my walk with the Lord. Um, at treatment, I started going to church with the lady that ran the treatment center, Tenny McCarty. She went to a little Baptist church down the street. And I was kind of, you know, I was probably the youngest at treatment. So I was like the little, the little girl, you know, I was 17. So, um, and that kind of helped me going through, you know, 12 step program because it was a 12 step based, um, that helped tons. Um, and it's, it's still, you know, it's still something that helps me every day, of course, you know, start the ministry, but you know, that walking daily walk with the Lord and trying to make wise decisions and not, not just, not just making decisions based on my flesh and what I want to do, you know, things like that. Well, what a story. Well, and it's been 18 years now and you've been able to continue your recovery. Now that you eat a plant-based diet, does that give you a different perspective on the past and some of the choices that you made regarding food? It absolutely does. Um, Eating plant-based, you know, even though I was maintaining my weight, you know, as a recovered adult, you know, recovered from eating disorders, maintaining my weight, not active in anorexia, not active in bulimia. It doesn't mean that I wasn't still struggling with, you know, those thoughts, you know, maybe addictive thoughts toward food. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, and maybe you struggle with eating disorders, when, when those types of foods are in your life, I mean, not that, not that you can't have those foods, but when it's in your life on a consistent basis, it's in your house, you know, it's easy to let those things kind of have that control over you. And, you know, when it's there, it's easier to eat it. And so I think for me, you know, even as an adult, and this is going to probably make you laugh, but, you know, I was eating, I was eating a Snickers almost every day as an adult, you know, and that's not good. And it's not binging and it's not purging. It's not anorexia but it's still not a good habit. And it's, it was controlling because it was controlling me because I felt like I had to have that every day, you know? So, you know, I had to really look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, you're not making the best choices, you know, and just pull myself up on my bootstraps and parent myself properly. (laughs) Yeah. No. And, and that takes courage. And whenever you get used to something and you form that habit, it's easier said than done, you know? Um, so kudos to you for really just revamping things and, and trying to walk that path that you feel proud of that makes you feel good inside. And it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's not deprivation though. You know, do you feel deprived or how do you feel eating this way? No, it is amazing. Like I, I just, I love the fact that the things I'm putting in my body are good and I can still make fun things like vegan desserts if I want to. But you know what I think is super cool about doing plant-based desserts are is that I have to use my hands. I have to make it, you know, that's why I don't buy like the vegan junk desserts or the vegan cookies, because if I, if I want those things, I need to put, put my hands, you know, in it, I need to really like make it, you know, and see, okay, I made a pie. I made the plant-based pumpkin pie the other day, one of Drina Burton's recipes. Oh my and, God. That is the best recipe. She is so amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. But you know what? There were like eight pieces in the pie and guess how many people there are on my family? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> so that pie, I got one piece. I can't binge on that pie. <laughs> You know, like, so I think I have to share, you know, it's not all about me. So I think, and that's another thing, you know, with, with, um, parenting and this might be a tangent, but for me, you know, eating disorders were all about me and what I was struggling with and what I was, you know, and as a parent, you know, these children that, that look to me every day, you know, for guidance and for, you know, it can't be about me. It can't, it has to be about them. Yes. I have me time sometimes. Yes. You know, I did get a piece of pie, but it's kind of like, you know, as I parent them, I'm parenting myself too. <laughs> you know? 
Well, that's true. And I think another perspective I want to bring, even for people that aren't parents, because I lost many years to an eating disorder as well. And it's one of those things that sometimes rears its head again in my life. But Mm -hmm. even if you don't have children, the time that you waste obsessed with the eating disorder, that's precious time you could have put good energy into something else. You could have put that energy into creating something beautiful. And, you know, I'm not blaming anybody for being in an eating disorder. It's not, it's not something to blame people for, but once we get out of it, we realize, wow, okay, I need to make up for lost time because I spent so many years really over-focused on, on some of those aspects that in the end, it's not that important. What's most important is for us to be joyful and to be healthy. And um, so that's why I think it's important for me too to talk to little girls and even little boys about their bodies. We all have different shapes and sizes of bodies. We're going to be different heights. We're going to look different. We don't need to look the same. And whenever you're eating a healthy diet, you can feel good about your body. You can feel strong. You can feel powerful. And it's not necessarily about being a certain size or a certain weight. Um, And so I think that that's a really good point that you brought up. Well, thank you. You know, as you were talking, something, I was reminded of something. Back in January of 2017, I prayed um, that the Lord would restore me to who he had originally intended for me to be before I ever struggled with eating disorders. And it was kind of a strange prayer, but I was kind of going through a time where, you know, I wasn't struggling with eating disorders, of course, but just food is always there. You know, it's, you can, it's just, as you know, it's one of those things. It's, so it's always going to be in your life. You can't live without food. So it's different. It's a different substance addiction than struggling with, you know, drugs or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I pray, you know, that God would, restore me to whoever he originally intended me to be. So, um, yeah, I started doing a lot more writing and, and that was great. And he was, you know, showing me some things and I do a lot of writing, but I spent about a year doing that. And then, then the plant-based kind of came into the picture again this year. And I could feel that God was doing something, but I wasn't sure what it was. And so I just kept praying about it. And, and, this light bulb went off in my head and I realized when this healing choices ministry began, this was like taking the stuff I had struggled with and the things that the enemy meant in my life to destroy me and turning it completely around. And God has used not just plant-based eating in my life, but you know, other, other situations and other things and my relationship with Jesus to restore you know a lot of the time and the the things that the enemy meant for evil and so it's just exciting there's so many great things wow that's beautiful and and you know i think that that's just such a great prayer of restoring you back to who you were intended to be before you started putting some of those different ideas in your head about who you thought you were supposed to be um, and that's, yeah. that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I want to end You're with welcome. a final question that I ask all of my podcast guests, and that is what personal habit are you most proud of? How did you develop it and how do you maintain it? And it can be about anything. It doesn't have to be about food or lifestyle, but what habit are you most proud of? Um, <clears throat> I would say most proud of, um, I would say consistent Bible study with my kids in the morning. That has been a struggle for me with homeschooling because, you know, it's all about school. We got to get school done. We got to get school done. But just taking that time set apart in the morning to sit together and to just um, study together, that's been probably the the habit that I'm most proud of because we're actually doing it consistently. That's great. Any habit, starting any habit can be a struggle at the beginning, especially whenever you feel like you have so much to do. I mean, it sounds like it has brought you and your kids together, huh? Yes, it definitely has. And, and it's um, just consistently being in the kitchen, you know, um, trying to put thought, you know, d- daily thinking, okay, what can I make that's special for my family? How can I bless my family? Um, pouring out of myself and that, and that, cause that 
takes, you know, because sometimes I don't feel like pouring out of myself and trying to bless them because sometimes I just want to sit and do nothing. <laughs> but hey, but, you just uh, joined the company okay. of all the moms in the rest of the world. We 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 feel the same way sometimes. <laughs> Well, Brooke, that is so wonderful. Tell me how people can reach you. Where can they find more about the Healing Choices Ministry? Okay. Um, well, the website is www.healingchoicesministry.com. And on, on the website, there's a contact page and they can contact me there. Um, and I, I try to check every day, you know, check email every day for the ministry um, and that's the best place. Awesome. Are you guys on any social media? I used to be, but, um, since I've told my kids, I'm not buying them cell phones <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to not let them be on it and then be on it myself. Cause then it's not fair. So, <laughs> wow. You're good. You know, I like to tell so my kids not to be on their iPads all the time, but then I'm still on my phone. So I, I probably need to, you know, raise the bar for myself a little bit there too. <laughs> constant struggle but such as you know the the common times right the, the times that we're in it's just the way it is great well Brooke it has been such a pleasure talking to you you have such a beautiful heart I love what you're doing I love how you just stood up and you just chose to take action and look at the positive effects it's had in you and your children and all the people that you're reaching. So thank you so much for your work and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Dr. Yami. I really appreciate it. Well, I hope that we can keep in touch and let me know if there's any way I can help you. And I hope that you have a plantastic day. Thanks. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rocket surgeons music. Also, for more information on my work, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash veggie fit kids, or you can email me at veggie doctor, V-E-G-G-I-E-D-O-C-T-O-R at veggiefitkids.com. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and contact me if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day. We're having broccoli. credit card bill.